0: All right, we are continuing our series called The Artist, and in this series, we have been looking at the fact that our Creator God is an amazing artist, and uh, He has created us in His image, and we looked at that in the first week, talking, or this first and second week, talking about us being created in His image and that all life is precious. And I just said, we need to do a better job of defending uh, those that are not born yet We need to see that all life is precious, that everyone matters to God, and uh, especially in the area of abortion, this church has said very clearly that we are pro-life. We believe everyone is made in the image of God, and we need to defend that. We also talked about uh, that our Creator is under attack, because not only is His image in the form of life created uh, under attack, but we said that our Creator is under attack because the world says He didn't create it. That it was actually evolution, that he didn't create it, and that we came from a blob of goo, and that there's no purpose, there's no plan. We said that we believe that God created this earth, that when you look at Genesis 1-1, that God created the heavens and the earth. If we can believe that, we can also believe John three sixteen, and if we can believe them together, we can have a faith that says our God is a creator God. He's the artist. We're going to continue with this and talking about being made in his image. The fact that you and I are made in his image, and there's a different part of it, not just the sanctity of human life, but we're made in his image in this way with the ability to be creators. You were made in his image with the ability to be a creator because creativity is a universal trait because being made in his image, God created something out of nothing, but then he said for us to go ahead and create things out of the things that he has here on earth. Now, I'm going to point this out. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that He created the earth out of nothing. He spoke, there was nothing there. He creates it, boom, it's there. But in Genesis chapter 2, God changes the paradigm of creation. And He no longer creates out of nothing, but in Genesis chapter 2, He does something that is so amazing He creates out of dirt. And he says, I'm to uniform man out of the materials that are here on this earth. How many know that you were created from dirt? How many know that you're better than dirt, but you were created from dirt, all right? Our kids, uh, they tease uh, Becca's father, and they say, how old are you, Grandpa? And he always says, I'm older than dirt, all right? But you're not older than dirt, but you're created from dirt. And God created man out of dirt, he said, I'm going to take what I've got, I'm going to take these materials, and I'm instead of creating out of nothing, I'm going to take what I have here, and I'm going to create man. And then the Bible says, I'm going to take from man, I'm going to take from what's there, and I'm going to create something from man, I'm going to create woman. And so woman is an upgrade, all right? It's 2.0. So this is what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 20. It says, So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man." And the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. And I want to tell you that in this moment, I believe that God changed the paradigm of creation for us, and he allowed us to be involved in it. Instead of saying all of creation will be from nothing, we'll make something. He said, I did that part, and now out of something, new things will be created, And he allows you and I to have the ability, he put within us the the creative ability to take things and say, okay, if we take dirt and add this little chemical to it, we can make a brick. If we stack bricks and have mortar, we can make a house. Hey, if we take that wood, cut it a certain way, we can make a house. We can take the things that are here and create things. All of us have this ability within us and you need to awaken that creative ability because I believe it's under attack and the world is kind of lulling us into just existing instead of being creators. And I believe followers of Jesus Christ should be the most creative people on the planet. Okay, it, it is in us and there's a creative ability that's there. I mean, you just take a little boy And no matter how hard you tell him not to create a gun out of something, how many know they'll do that? They'll take a carrot and they'll be like, it's a gun. You're like, it's not a gun. We don't do guns in our house, but I have a carrot gun. Bang, bang, bang. Right? They do that. I mean, they just, they'll tie things together, play cops and robbers because there's a creative ability. They can see it and they put things together. I created a fork. I did that. You could take a child and they have a creative ability that they see you on a cell phone and they see you talking on your cell phone. They'll take their cracker. Hello? And they'll pretend that they have a cell phone. Woe to the person that gives them their cell phone, right? How many know it's game over once they have your cell phone? We saw a video of a 10-month-old with an iPad. And this little 10-month-old, whoop, was sliding over. They knew exactly how to do it. Whoop, slide it over and start playing the games. How many know they figure that out? A friend of mine had a book, and he gave it to his child, a little coloring book, and the kid was sitting there the whole time. Whoop, whoop, trying to open the coloring book. Like, how come this thing is not responding, you know? What's wrong with this thing? We, we just have this creative ability. We see things, we think about it, and it's just in us because we were made in his image with the ability to create. Yes, that's right. We can see things. Little children can see things. Just grab a hold of it, just like that iPad. But our little nephew, Wyatt, he saw his parents online and he saw them ordering things and moving the mouse and clicking on things and saw this. So when they left the room, he walked over to the computer started clicking on it, found a little Super Mario pinata, clicked order here, shipped it to himself as just a little kid. So a couple you know, days later, his mom goes to the door, ding dong, she doesn't know, she opens the door and she sees that there's this Super Mario pinata. And she's thinking, oh, my husband ordered this for Wyatt for his birthday. So she puts it in the room, Ryan comes home, sees the pinata, he goes, oh, my wife must've ordered the pinata for Wyatt. Wife comes in the room and he goes, piñata is here. (laughs) They're like, don't ever do that. Don't ever. We have the creative ability. It is in us. It's because we were created in his image. We have the ability to create. Don't let that uh, creative ability die. It's there. Painters can look at a blank canvas and create. Musicians can start to strum a guitar and play something and all of a sudden create a song. And we don't know who created the wheel, we don't know who created the hammer, but the Bible does tell us in Genesis chapter 4 that in this creative ability that a guy by the name of of Jubal created musical instruments. Genesis chapter 4, verse 21, it says, his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. So this guy figured it out. Somehow he figured it out that music was pleasant and that he could make things that would resonate and all of a sudden musical instruments were created because God has given us the ability to create. Now you may think, not me, I'm not creative, I can't be, I'm in this area and this is where I'm supposed to stay and this is it. I believe God has given you more creative ability than you ever realized And God wants you to unleash your creative ideas and create that uh, ability to say, God, what next? What next? He's saying, yes, I'm thinking of you. I had you in mind and you have creative abilities and I want to use you. And I think you'll be surprised at how much he wants to use you. And I want you to take a look at a guy who was totally surprised by God and saw his creative ability.
1: In the late 70s, I heard God's voice. I mean, it was like the hair in the back of my neck stood up. And he said, I'm gonna prosper you in business so you can be self-sufficient in ministry. I was like, Lord, I hate begging, so I love that idea. I love giving. And he said, I know every answer to every problem in the world. And I wasn't even particularly being spiritual, or praying at that moment. I was just walking through the house and all of a sudden I heard his voice again and I just thought about for a second. I know every answer to every problem in the world and I said, well, of course, because you're God. And I thought that was it. And then he came back and he said, if mankind would just ask me, I'd give him those answers. And I was like, of course. And I, and I got on my knees and said, God, and I was in tears by this moment. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to move into archery. And I'd been building bows for myself for years. But I said, I know you know how to make better bows. So if you would give me those ideas. And I actually prayed, God, blind the eyes of everybody else. Because I know what I'm going to do with the money. And I literally woke up two weeks later, approximately, in the middle of the night, sat straight up in bed. And my wife woke up. And she says, what's going on? I said, honey, I'm literally having a vision. It's like a sheet of paper in front of my face of a new bow concept. I've never thought of it, it's unique, it's different, I've never seen anything like this. And so I said, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna draw this down, and when I wake up in the morning, if it still makes sense, then I realized that absolutely this was a vision and it wasn't a dream. And I woke up in the morning, looked at it again, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is a new direction. And so I literally started my boat companies on, on that vision. The guitar thing was another element of, hey, God, I know that you know how to make better guitars. I literally prayed that prayer, and I'm asking for that wisdom. And right away, he started giving me these ideas. You can see that the neck does not touch the top. It's cantilevered. They call it cantilevered. That just means it's connected only on one end. Uh, That allows more of the top to vibrate, and and, uh, having a hole up here leaves a much larger soundboard. So when I hit a, you know, hit string. It just rings and rings and rings and rings like a grand piano would because it's longer and energy stores and releases more efficiently. And so when we first started building them, I pretty much rejected every one they they built because I wanted wanted them to realize we needed a standard that was really the highest standard in the world. And the reality is if we only put out this crazy standard, at some point people are going to realize, oh my goodness, these guys are crazy, but I love it and that's the kind of guitar I want to buy. I believe that, especially in these last days, Christian businessmen are going to play a huge part uh, of bringing people to Christ. I I could uh, invest a million dollars, let's say, in uh, ten scholars. Or you could take that same million and actually maybe indirectly lead three, four, five million people to Christ. I know what I'm going to do. The most important thing that we do is be faithful. I think that's the biggest thing. What does God ask you to do? Be faithful. Be faithful to what He asks you to do. And sometimes it's little things. Look at what everybody's done out there and say, you know what, if I'm going to go after this, I'm going to go after it with excellence. No matter if you're a writer or a singer or a performer or a builder or a craftsman with your hands, uh, people aren't looking for ordinary. They're looking for extraordinary. And I have found that most people are afraid to actually try the extraordinary. I'm not sure exactly why, but people are looking for that. And there's always a market for excellent product. It's obvious that God had a huge part of this because we're considered the number one archery company in the world. And many consider us the number one guitar company in the world. I'm either the luckiest guy that ever lived or I'm I'm experiencing God's favor. And obviously, that's what I believe it is.
0: Pretty cool story, isn't it? And then you think about it. All the guys that bought a Matthews bow are like, see, honey, I'm supporting missions right there with all this hunting that I'm doing right there. But it's so cool because you may not know the backstory of that, but Matt was a worship leader. And he was in a small church as a worship leader and thinking, God, I'm serving you so good and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And God's like, no, that's not exactly where I want you to be. I've got these things for you and gave him that idea. And now he's using his money to make a difference with with ministries all around the world. And God said, I've got an idea for you and you're going to revolutionize this and you're going to do something a little different. And he's like, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you say. I mean, it's so amazing what God can do if you'll just say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. And I think every one of us has the ability to say, God, I was made in your image. I have that creative thing too. How do you want to use me? So as we look at that, I believe it's part of our mandate as image bearers. It's part of our mandate as image bearers. You were made in the image of God with the ability to create. And we read the scripture in Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it, rule over it, the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. He's saying it's part of your mandate. As an image bearer, I've given you this ability to rule over this earth, to take what's there, make things, improve it, work on it, Make things out of the the materials that are there and just go for it. You were made in his image. I believe that being creative allows us to reach more people with biblical truths. I believe that just even seeing that video, somebody had an idea, like, hey, if we went and shot a video, and then we do this and we put it together, and then all of us are affected by it because all of a sudden somebody took their creativity and used it to reach more people. Think of how creative Jesus was. Jesus just didn't say, Rule number one, do this. Jesus like, consider the mustard seed. And he's starting to tell a story. And he's got creativity going on. They're all like, oh, this is good. Where's he going with this? And I've noticed that when, even when I'm preaching and I tell a story, you know, people are usually listening pretty good. But if you tell a story, they kind of lean right in. Because they're wondering, where's this going? There's a little creativity here. And I'm saying we should use our creativity to reach more people with the biblical truths. It allows us to go and say, "Uh, God, as we do this, as we use our creativity, you can use what we have to expand your kingdom. And we'll get there in just a minute. But I believe when God created us in his image, he created all of us with the ability to create, every single one of us. And I believe that when the musician makes a new song, they're using their gifts. I believe when a painter uses their ability to create a work of art, they're using their gifts. I believe when an accountant takes a pile of receipts and a mess of numbers and organizes it and makes it able to be turned into a report, it's like a work of art. You're using your creative ability. I believe when a writer takes words and puts them in a book, that's creativity. I believe when a chef takes ingredients and makes something, all of a sudden it's something so amazing for all of us to enjoy. That's creativity. I believe when a, a person could take something and look at a house and say, this should go there and that should go there, and, and I'm going to turn this into a work of art, that's creativity. So don't just think I have to invent bow and arrow or, or, or write a song or make a book. God will use whatever you have. Yeah. My wife reminds me of that. She's like, I have the gift of decorating. And I remind her, does it require spending money as well, you know? But she can walk into a room and go, this is there, and that goes there, and this would be perfect, and that little thing, and that perfect pillow, and it looks great, and it's just amazing. When people come over, I'm like, Becca decorated everything. She did it. That's that's a gift. That's art. One time we had... uh, a guy here at church, and he, he has his own show on HGTV. He was visiting for Christmas, and I won't say his name, but he's a famous guy, designs things, he's got his own show, and Becca saw him, and she was like, oh, I have the ability to decorate you. Oh, I love you. I was like, you love me. You don't love him. You love, come on now. I had to rescue her from him. but She's like, kindred spirits. We, we create. We know how to decorate. But there's something within us that God has said, I've given you the ability to create. And you can use it for good or bad. You can use it for good or bad. Look at Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. The people have this creative ability. We already know that God's created them. And then uh, Genesis 4, we know they're making instruments. Genesis 11, all of a sudden we see, let's create a tower. We know how to build. We can take what we have. We can take the materials here. Let's build a tower unto heaven and we'll be like God. And God's looking at this saying, that's not going to happen. And he confuses their language. But there's something within us to create. And you can use it for good or you can use it for bad. And I'm asking for you to use it for good. I believe God loves it when people create because he loves to see his image reflected. He loves to see his image reflected. He goes, I gave you that gift. I gave you that ability to create something from the materials that I placed here on earth. And so I wanna help you to become more creative. I want you to understand that my goal is that our church would be so creative. I want us to be writing songs that no one's ever sung before that could change the way the church sings worship. I want us to write books I want us to write curriculum to reach children. I want you to revolutionize your business. I want you to think of new ways to do things. And I pray creative blessing over our church. And we'll close with a prayer for that. But I want you to be more creative. And I want you to, first of all, say, I welcome the challenge. I welcome the challenge, God. If you bring something to me that's a problem, instead of complaining about the problem, I will welcome the challenge to try to figure out how to create something out of this. I I welcome that challenge. Do you know that the iPhone, which has just been incredible since 2007, it didn't exist before that. And what they realized was there's a problem. They said, the iPod is going away. People are going to be able to store music on other devices. The iPod's going away. And Steve Jobs said, we need people to think about how we can stay ahead of this and do something and take this iPod and instead do something better. And they invented the iPhone from it. And that iPhone now is, is just so popular and bringing all these profits to the cult of Apple. How many are in, you know? And it was just because there was a problem, and they said, we're gonna solve this problem instead of saying, oh, well, just close up shop. They said, we have creativity. We can do something with it. Matt McPherson didn't invent the guitar, but he just said, I've come with a way to make it better. Matt McPherson didn't invent the bow, but he said, I can take it and make it better, and I just say to you, welcome the challenge. Welcome the challenge and say, God, I'll make it better. God knows the answer to every problem. He has the solution, and we should start praying, God, how do you want me to do this? What do you want me to do with this? I was created in your image. I have the ability to create. I welcome the problem. Another way to be more creative is change your routine. A lot of us just live wash, rinse, repeat lives, and creativity doesn't live there. Creativity lives in changing up the routine, different music, read a different author, go on a trip, do something different, go a different way to work, order something different at your coffee shop, do something, shake it up, and live in creativity by saying, God, I'll, I'll add to it, and I'll, and I'll go ahead and, and get out of my routine. Another thing that we can do to be more creative is stop being so busy and take a break. I believe the Sabbath is part of our creative ability. God created out of nothing, but we create out of what's here. And he says, you need a break. And how many know many of your best ideas come to you when you're doing nothing? You know, you're like, I was just sitting there and in the shower and all of a sudden, boom, this idea came to me and I couldn't believe it. Right there, I got it. It's out of the nothing, it's out of the stillness and all of a sudden that comes to you. I believe that we should take a Sabbath and the Sabbath was created so that we would slow down because so many of us, I believe God says, I have good ideas for you, but you don't slow down. You just keep going and going. Will you slow down so I can give you the ideas that I have for you? Einstein said this. He said, creativity is the residue of time wasted. Think about that. You think, I'm just wasting my time. I'm thinking, I'm taking a walk. I'm doing whatever. And God's like, no, I'm getting you to where I want you to be. And out of what you think is a waste, you may think that Sabbath day was a waste, but your day that you were down, I'm giving you thoughts. I'm downloading the things that you need. And all of a sudden, creativity flows out of it. Another thing that you need to do is spend time with other creatives. You get around people. You start seeing like, oh, that's good. Give me your thoughts on this. Give me your insight. One of the things I love about our worship team, when they're creating new songs, they cross-pollinate each other's songs. And they get together with little groups here at the church, and they help each other write songs. They say, well, maybe if you did this, and what about this scripture, and how can we put that in? Pastor Ryan spent all week last week out in Colorado with other famous musicians cross-pollinating his art and saying, I want to think better, I want to think differently, and you should do the same thing. George Bernard Shaw said this about exchanging ideas. He says, if I have an apple, a real apple, not an apple phone or whatever, he said, if I have an apple and you have an apple and we exchange apples, we each just have one apple. He said, but if I have an idea and you have an idea, and we exchange ideas. I leave with two ideas, and you leave with two ideas. Think that way. Think that way, church. Join a life group to exchange ideas, to be there cross-pollinating and saying, God, what can we do? Another thing is keep your mind engaged. That goes without saying, be active, be interested, be sharp, continue to grow. And the main thing here, if you're gonna be creative, is you gotta overcome your fears. You've gotta overcome your fears because so many of you have a thing like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. You can overcome this and you can go ahead and say, God, I'll try, I'll go for it. I, I won't be crippled by the fear of failure. And I've studied this. Why is Israel, think about it. Israel is this small, little, tiny nation. Why are they so powerful? And why do they have so many creative ideas and so many patents that come out of them? And why on the NASDAQ do they have the number two? They're the number two country of creating companies on the NASDAQ. United States is number one, but Israel is number two. And why are they so creative? Why are they so creative? Here's what I discovered. They're so creative because they say failure is not final. We're going to live realizing that God has given us a creative ability to try. And if we fail, that just goes on our resume. And failure is okay on a resume because it says we're trying. And I think we should adapt that mentality at this church. Hey, go out, try it. If you fail, so what? Put it on your resume and let's go from there. Don't let that voice hold you down that says failure is final. It should not be a stigma that you just have to stay down. It says, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. One thing I tell our staff is, I would rather have you try and fail than me have to motivate you. Right. I would rather have you try and fail than me have to motivate you. I'd rather say, well, you know, uh, slow down, you're doing too many things, than do you want to try to innovate something? Come on, let's go. I, I, I like that, and I think we should live that way. God, I, I want to do it. I want to try so you could say, God, I'll use my talents for you. I'll learn all I can. I'll look for new ways to solve problems. I'm so into creative creativity because I believe there are more songs to be sung. I believe there are more books to be written. Can I tell you, when I went to write the book that I wrote, I battled this in my mind. There's so many other books on change. Why should I write a book on change? There's so many books. I don't need to write a book. And God's like, I've given you you a unique angle. I've given you a unique angle. Go ahead and do it. Write the book. I was like, we don't need another book. He's like, go ahead, write the book. And I went and did it, but I had to battle in my own mind. But I believe there's more songs to be written. There's more books to be written. There's more problems to be solved. You'll be happier. You were created in this way. And I'm getting to this one point. I believe, just like Matt said, I know what I'll do with the money. I know what I'll do with the money and I believe that God created us with the ability to create wealth and he's given us that ability to create wealth and to think of ways to make more money and that's a good thing sometimes in our in our culture right now we're vilifying people that have wealth or created wealth it's almost like that's bad and poor is good and can I tell you something? Wealth is not the, par- the problem. Poverty is the problem, okay? Poverty is the problem. And instead of saying, those guys have all that wealth and those guys that created those businesses have all that wealth and that's all bad, we should say, how did they create it? How can I learn from them? How can we create it? Because we know what we'll do with that money. Because by the way, Bill Gates has given no money to River Valley Church, Okay. <laughs> But if you invent a software program, you know what you're gonna do with the money, okay? And so I'm saying, God, help us to defend something here, the ability to create wealth. And I'm telling you, I love that our country is a free society, and I believe that's under attack. I believe that capitalism is under attack. Now, I understand people say, well, socialism would be so much better. I agree with Ronald Reagan. Socialism will only work in heaven where they don't need it, and it's working in hell where they already have it, okay? I'm just saying, it doesn't work because people aren't good enough to follow through on it and socialism numbs everybody and brings everybody down. Capitalism frees everyone, but has a problem with greed. We, We acknowledge that. Communism destroys and controls everybody, brings misery and oppression, and has killed so many people throughout society and throughout history. But capitalism over here allows us to create You live in a country that has capitalism that allows you to create. Keep much of that wealth and sow that into the things of God. Let's not lose that. Let's not lose that. It's the ability to create. And if there's any problem with capitalism, I'm not blaming people's greed. I'm blaming the church right now. Because morals and values are the one thing that helps capitalism to thrive and excel. And the church has dropped the ball with morals and values. And so what we see is Enron. What we see is all these things that go wrong because a system that needs a foundation of values, it needs an active church involved. It needs it. And you know, it's amazing. Society is attacking the church. I don't know if we've had that cover of the Star Tribune just recently. Do we have that? That We could throw that up on the screen. There's a, a, a cover from the... Or a, a, Uh, cover from the Star Tribune, the front page, and it was talking about, right here, you'll see this, cities put the squeeze on nonprofits. That was from our paper just this past week. And it was talking about cities need more money and they need this. And so instead of encouraging people to create more wealth, they're saying, who's, where can we get it from? Let's make the nonprofits pay. And so they say, let's start having them pay for this and that's a slippery slope. And before you know it, all of a sudden, nonprofits are gonna be coming after this, coming after this, coming after that. Instead, we should be saying, hey, let's be creative. Let's thank God that the nonprofits are there and they're bringing values to capitalism that will help it to go good instead of going wrong. You shut down the nonprofits and the voice of God and the church and capitalism starts to tip over. And so we're doing the wrong thing. And so I'm asking that we'll be out there and we'll be saying, God, give us the creative ability. Help us to not say everyone should be poor. Help us to have the ability to say we want everyone to be lifted up and to be wealthier so that we know what we'll do with the money and we'll use it for the things of God. It's good. Now I thought people were mad at me when I talked about pro life and creation versus evolution. I'm feeling a little coldness on capitalism right now here. I'm just being honest, all right. But it's a good thing. You don't have to clap, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because it frees us up to, to pursue the ability to be creative in the image of God, to reap from the rewards, and then invest in the things of God. It's not about you just keeping it. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9-11, you will be enriched in every way so you can be generous on every occasion. He's talking about sowing seed risk. He's talking about venturing out with the things of God. And it's saying, God, I'll do this for you. But he said, when you get rich, it's so you can be rich and generous on every occasion to the things of God. So don't miss that. Don't miss it. When I've been through Europe, I've seen the great cathedrals, and I've studied this. How were they built? They were built over hundreds of years because the priests and the pastors said, hey, it's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of years. It's going to take a lot of dedication. And what we need you to do is start a business. We need you to prosper that business. And as your business prospers, we need you to be a kingdom builder. That's what we need. We need you to advance and build this place. Somebody's got to build it, and we need you to do that. And so we're praying that your business will be started. It'll grow. It'll prosper. And then you'll invest in the things of God, and then we'll be able to advance the kingdom of God. And I'm asking for that same declaration over our church. I'm praying for a a release of creativity, that you will write the next software program, that you will do the next accounting program, you will make the famous recipe book, you will put Paula Deen out of business, you will shut it, I mean, you will go for it. You You will do it, you will make the next exercise video, you will do whatever it is, whatever your area is, And you will have that creative ability. You'll invent something at your workplace that will in turn save millions of dollars, reward you, and then you can be generous to the things of God. I think that's a great thing. You were created in the image of God to create Maybe somebody's here that has the ability to create the next parenting breakthrough, the ability through dog training. I don't know what it is, but I'm praying that God will release a spirit of creativity on us because we were made in his image. Let's not let the world shut that down. Let's say, God, here I am. Use me as I get creative, as I prosper. May I bless the things of God. So God, I pray that now is the time for us to be creative. I pray that, that we would start a new course. We'd say, now's the time to act. Now's the time to learn. Now's the time we confront our fears. Now's the time we will nurture our creativity. We will take the initiative. We'll lose our fear of failure. We will chase our dreams. We will realize we are created in your image. We are an artist. You are the master artist. You are the master creator. But now we take what you put here on this earth and we create things out of it. We create things out of it. And we will be innovators and creative thinkers because that's how you made us to be. We were never made to just go through life, wash, rinse, repeat. We were meant to be creators. And so I pray for that blessing and I pray that there'd be an outstanding blessing of creativity on our church and that as we prosper, we'd remember it so we can be generous on every occasion to the things of God. It's not about us, it's about you and advancing your kingdom. So a blessing of creativity on our church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.